ladies and gentlemen, to episode 397 of the Mail Right Show. Today, we're going to talk about why, why do people, why do real estate agents fail with Facebook ads in 2023? I just, I just don't know. And we're going to give you six of our top reasons. And when I say we, I actually mean John. <laughs> so here we go. We're going to get into it. But before we do, there must be a, a small handful of you that have been handed the show from your friends, uh, your other real estate professionals that you know, and you don't know who we are. So John, who are you? Oh God, who am I? I've been, ask, I've been asking that question for 57 years. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> um, I am the joint founder of mail-right.com. We're a great platform. We compete with Real Geeks and Sierra Interactive. We provide a beautiful WordPress website with uh, a lead generation platform and a CRM all combined at a reasonable price. Back over to you, Rob. And my name is Robert Newman. I am the founder of my own real estate marketing company called Inbound Real Estate Marketing. I'm one of the company is one of the very few that does uh, both inbound and uh, SEO philosophies. We have a lot of different services. I've talked about um, Google and SEO for real estate agents for over 15 years. Uh, so if you want to know anything about me, just go to inboundrem.com. Be think, but Rob, uh, I've just got one more thing. Oh, you're killing me! Come on, that's not even funny. <laughs> he's that, he's been dealing with a lot of clients like lately, listeners of yours that got one more thing. Yeah, exactly, one exactly. One exactly. So, I got one more thing. <laughs> okay, all right. For the handful of you who are watching YouTube, this was for John. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, All right the nice, so, that's the nicest thing you've ever said about me. There you go. So here we go. Here's the list. I'm going to give everybody the list up front, but then John is going to dig through it one by one. I'm going to add some comments here and there, but, but honestly, most of this is really going to be John. So one, choose the right objective. Two, end your campaigns much too soon. Three, like list management. Four, uh, not having not having people optimizing their call to action correctly. Number five, eight, uh, using video. And number six, consistent digital throttle policies. So these are the topics we're going to dig into each one of them. John is going to lead this one because when it comes to Facebook advertising, there's no doubt that John has focused more of his time, energy, and business. Yeah. He has a partner that's extremely experienced in this this segment. I do not worry, Rob. I do not run the Facebook campaigns. My partner, Adam Brown, runs, and he's got over 10 years' experience with his own agency, and he runs the campaigns. I know, I know enough to um, to fuck up your your campaign. <laughs> Adam knows enough to actually get some results. Beautiful. All right, without any further ado, choosing the right objective. Why don't we jump into number one and, and you share your thoughts on that, John? Yeah, it's choosing the right objectives. One of the pleasures, and it's similar to Google, if you're doing paid advertising on Google, is it's a, they've got it's not the most friendly interface if you're using your Facebook ad manager, which you if you're gonna do paid campaigns, you need to set that up. Um, there's loads of tutorials on YouTube. It's not terrible. There are some steps that you should go through 
to protect yourself because Facebook, they've done it to me, they've done it to clients, is if you've done any Facebook advertising for any consistent time, it's very likely your account will be suspended. And there are occasions where your account can be, you are blocked forever, so you need to set up another account and you need to know how to set up your Google Ad Manager in a way that will that will cover your backside because it will happen. It's happened to me. Talking um, about Google or Facebook? Facebook, sorry, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so you go into the ad manager and it gives you a list of objectives. They mean nothing. <laughs> um, so you're going to have to you're going to have to Google them to find out what the hell they mean because it's not in English. Well, it is in English, but it's in techno talk so and um babble thank you so much mm-hmm. um and the two that you really depending on what market you're in um you sh- should be either looking at leads or traffic now leads are the best but um it depends on what area you're um competing in beloved listeners, if you're in Denver or you're in San Francisco or you're in any major metropolitan area, the probably the cost of running a campaign on a lead objective is going to be pretty pricey. Um, the prices have gone up. They went down um, when... Um, Facebook was having a bit of argy-bargy. That's a bit of English slang for a bit of trouble with Apple iOS 14. And also um, Facebook kind of internally imploded during COVID. Now, trying to actually get hold of any response from them was practically impossible. Right. Um, um, The prices went down a bit. They've gone back up because... They've recovered a bit from the crisis around iOS 14, and you—it's not—it's never been easy to get hold of somebody in Facebook. But during COVID, it became impossible. It is possible to get hold of somebody, um, but the leads have become very, very expensive. If that's your objective now, traffic, traffic. Um, as it say, will get you traffic. It won't be as focused. Um, it's I'm trying to word this in a coherent way, which is difficult for me, isn't it, Rob? Uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> traffic is a more broad term about the people they're going to be sending to your landing page or to your website, um, but it will be cheaper. It, um, the budget. Um, the budget that you will require to actually get a result will be less. And the last thing in this, because of this, this sounds a bit of a setup. And if you're doing it yourself, it will be, but it's totally possible for you to do it. Um, is you're going to be tempted to say, sod it, I'm just going to boost a post. I'm going to write something and there's a big button to boost it and I'm going to click it. Um, you can do that. Um, in my opinion, you're totally wasting your money. Um, it's, it, you know, 
it's been that for a long time. I I think it, it will be shown, especially on your page, to a large audience, but to think you'll actually get any real leads from that is probably you're deluding yourself a little bit. Other people would argue against me about that. You know, it's a grey area, you know. Um, that That is the broad outline. I could go a bit deeper. I'm not going to because I do not want to bore you, Rob, and I don't want us to lose most of the audience that's still listening to me jabber. So back over to you, Rob. Okay. All right. Well, I don't have much to say about audiences. I have worked in Facebook, but there, there is like, I have people that I follow. It's not like I don't know nothing about Facebook. I know way more than the average. There are many, many things that you know, Rob. But, um, but I would say that in terms of choosing the right objective, I haven't gone in and set a campaign up in a long enough period of time that I don't really feel like I can contribute all that much. So we're going to go on to number two. You end your campaigns much too soon and you have too small of a budget. So talk to me about how, how long do you keep a campaign running and what kind of budget do you think you're, you're recommending? Because that's the question that everybody who's listening to this show is really going to want to know. Yeah, and the, and I want to point out, folks, it really is dependent on what area you're competing in. If you're in a semi-rural, if you're in a city of less of around quarter of a million to half a million, this and but that will depend on how hot your particular real estate market is. You know, if you're talking about a city of half a million in Southern California, it's going to be a very different market than if you're in the Midwest. So it's all swings and roundabouts. If you're in a major metropolitan area, um, it's a different cup of tea. Um, but in general, the, the budget required has gone up. It's gone up for the past two to three years. That's why um, the idea um, that you can get any results for five, ten dollars a day is probably, depending on the market, is a bit dis- delusionary. Um, most people, it will take at least a week for Facebook to look at your campaign, make a judgment call about the quality of the campaign, the graphic, the video that you should be using. Mm-hmm. They, will, they, will make a, a, they, they will make some judgment call about the landing page you're taking people to, various parameters about. And then, that, they, like I say, it take at least a week for them to make a judgment and send traffic um, to that advert. Um, each advert has has a natural lifespan. Um, they don't last forever, so it's finding that sweet sp- spot where you're giving Facebook enough time to make a judgment call, but you're not leaving it too long because the advert will exhaust itself naturally. Um, but most people, um, when it comes to budget, um, like I say, I think I think now. Between three and five hundred dollars for our campaign per month is a good starting point, and then try and see if you're getting results. And then if you can put anything between five and a thousand in um, afterwards, as you're getting some results, is a probably a realistic place. The idea that you can just put a hundred in, um, I think you could get some results with two fifty. Um, 
uh, a month. I think you can start off with that still, depending on the area. If you're in a real big metropolitan area, that won't work at all. Um, but in a lot of areas, it's still a good starting point. But the the budget has definitely gone up, Rob. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I think I learned something there. So thanks for sharing that, John. I appreciate it. So number three, uh, now this I do actually know a lot about. I have this one uh, this one segment that I can probably contribute to. So before I before we move on, I just want to I want to tell the audience. Listen, John is is giving you the kind of insider local like knowledge that I don't have because I'm not working with Facebook. I, if you we're talking about Google or AdWords, all those things, SEO. I know a lot about those, the local search market, all those things I have lots of data on. But the Facebook, like like how how long to run a campaign, I, I have stuff I could regurgitate from other marketing experts that I follow. And honestly, I think the market has changed so much in the last six months alone that all of my information is outdated. I just want to qualify that. Um, so number three, you need to use your warm or semi-warm list on Facebook. Can you Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, because... Um, it costs have gone up on Facebook. I think costs have gone up on Google. Um, you know, we've hit this so like video, we hit this numbers of times, haven't we, Rob? Retargeting, and what I mean is, if you've got a list of emails and names, and you can you can import them into your Facebook advert account, and you can retarget to that list. And the cost is going to be considerably lower, especially in the competitive um, urban areas, you know, the metropolitan areas. Um, You're going to see, and not only do they retarget to those, they retarget to people that are similar um, to the list that you import. So, um, So if your list that you've built up is geo-focused. And over the last few years, because of government intervention and other factors, your ability to geo-target utilising Facebook has diminished greatly. But if your list that you're importing is geo-focused, they will um, take that list and they will retarget to similar people. And like I say, and we're going to repeat myself, if that list is heavily geo-focused, the people that they target to some extent are going to be geo-focused. Is that making sense, Rob? Yes. I can sense a feeling of hesitance there, Rob. Oh, well, I, I, yes, but I want to add some stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying, by the way, guys, um, there isn't like this endless series of, there's one of the few things that I really, 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 really love Facebook for still today, after all the changes, the lawsuits that they lost, the fact that, uh, I'm not, I'm not really terribly fond of their upper leadership. I I, I can't stand them. I think they're awful. Um, but having said all that, there are some things that Facebook has done incredibly well that as marketers, we would be fools to not involve ourselves with. One of those things definitely revolves around uh, the idea of doing 
what is called remarketing and retargeting using a Facebook pixel on a website or some other kind of service. What that means is that once, once you direct somebody someplace, the advertisement that you do follows them around onto Facebook and Instagram. Now, regardless of what people say about Facebook, I'm on it for an hour or two a day every day. Most people I know are, are in the same boat. That makes it a very, very, very popular website. The, the thing about having your name out in front of your audience at all times, it's like having uh, a billboard, except this billboard will be in a place that's actually relevant. doesn't matter whether somebody's driving the freeway or not. You're, you're going to be in front of your audience. So when it comes to having a list, maintaining a list, honestly, that effort, that what you do with the 10,000 leads that you've never done anything with, it's an incredibly important conversation. It's not just about email. It's about can you get up in front of these people quietly and silently and put an ad in front of them that cost you almost nothing. Display advertising on these services is very inexpensive. Uh, even even click-through advertising. Yeah. You're not going to be spending as much as you probably think you're going to be spending because not a lot of people are going to click. But that doesn't matter so much because a lot of people already know you. So they have your contact information. They have your phone number. They may not click on your ad, but when they think real estate... You come top up top of mind, which is the whole point of advertising. So, it, I love Facebook for that one kind of advertising. If you want an omni-channel approach, you need to involve Facebook and Instagram, and maybe even Threads soon enough. Who knows? Okay. Uh, so that's my what probably the only input I'm going to give for this entire segment, if I'm honest about it. Um, so let's, uh, let's dig into, actually, let's go to break real quick. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, John and I have been doing this a long time. This is our, we're closing in on 200 solid episodes together that we've done this show. Uh, So for half the life of Melray, I've been his partner and we've moved into partners. We, I was, I was basically a guest host for a long time. Then we moved into partnering on the show and, um, We've really evolved. But if you've evolved with us, and I know there are those of you that are out there, we keep asking for input. Email John. I'll make this easy. Well, actually, you know what? My email address is easier, but I'll give you both. Email John at Jonathan. I'll send send it to you, Rob. I'm fine with that. Okay. So it's email Robert at InboundREM with feedback about the show specifically. Okay? Ideas for subjects. Um, We'll take them. Uh, something you'd like to see more guests, guests of a certain type. Please let me know, and we'll we'll try to make it happen for you. We do the show for you guys as long as it relates to real estate and marketing in some way or or another. Those are the two qualifiers. Other than that, give us the idea. And with that, we're going to be right back. We're coming up with another three amazing reasons why real estate agents fail with Facebook ads in 2023. Stay tuned. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's still the MailRight Show, and it's still me and John, and we're still talking about Facebook ads and why 
agents fail with. And we are on the number reason, number four. If you missed the first three reasons, please check out the first 20 minutes of the show. It's really great stuff. John is killing it today. Number four, choosing not to click the checkbox connected to being in the particular category. Now, I personally think that's a mouthful. Maybe it should just be how you work your, your call you would, to action. You wouldn't you would believe that I come from the land of Shakespeare, would you? <laughs> oh, and Thoreau. Anyway, why don't you why don't you sh- why don't you walk us through? Yeah. Um, I just I- wanted to say one thing linked to the last point before we went for our break. That um, it comes from a real great book that's still relevant, even though I think the book was published fifteen years ago, and that is the Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller. You know, it's still the Bible, far as I'm concerned. If you're into getting digital leads, it, the language and some of the concepts are, are a bit dated now, but it's still relevant. And he kind of hammers away that the money's in the database. The money is in the database. He kind of, and that's what it still is in some ways. And we hammer, I'm sure Rob will agree, the money's in the database if you're into digital marketing. And the last point where we were talking about retargeting, being able to upload a list, you know, with the Pixel still works, but obviously they had problems with iOS 14, you know, with what Apple were about. But if you've got your email list and you upload it, you can it will retarget to similar people. And the people, if you've marketed to those people and you've found their email list, you're going to get it at a much lower rate. And that's what Gary, and let's face it, Gary, to say he's been successful would be the understatement of the century. So listen to somebody. That's, you don't have to listen to me or Rob. Listen to somebody who's a extremely effective, wealthy person. What would you say about that, Rob? I mean, well, you you already know that that I have physical mentors throughout my career and I have mentors that I've chosen that have done a good enough job in writing books or producing content or digital content or both that I definitely have mentors that have never met me. Like Neil Patel is a mentor of mine. Um, and uh, he's the main one, but there's another guy by the name of Adam White that's helped my business probably more than any other SEO expert except for Neil. And those two guys are my mentors. So what you're talking about is a mentor who is doing something that you are de- like doing and do you, of course, but that mentor can't see specifically what you're doing, which is why a lot of people get discouraged with the idea of a main mentor. But you know what? Any business requires experimentation. Your model is going to require experimentation. I'm going to give everybody the piece of advice I give a lot of, like a lot of my consultation clients. Pick a couple of territories. Like I would pick Van Nuys and Reseda for my two territories if I was selling real estate. Get the email address. And, and this may, rec- may take some time for you to build up the budget to do this or you bite it off in pieces. I'm slowly acquiring the name of every realtor in the US. It's part of my marketing strategy. What do I do with it? I email them high value content and I don't ask them to buy anything. That's what I do with it. You have to figure out all of you out there. And I spend many, many thousands of dollars on producing my content every month. So it's something high value. It's not AI. It's not any of that. So you have to get the names and numbers to all the people that are in your farm, just like always, like forever in the real estate business. You have a choice. You can knock on their door or you can, you can aver- digitally advertise to them. And you can send them mail and you can have somebody else knock on their door. To be honest with you, I would do a blended media strategy and try a little bit of all those things 
like, and see which one worked for me. That's what I would do. But that doesn't change the fact that database is first, that you should focus on when you say database, just say, this is my farm. I own it. Nobody's ever going to do a better job at, at serving it than me. Then you go out and acquire everybody's information. Then you just do something that knocks their bloody socks off in terms of, I'm going to give you this thing for free. I'm going to give you this information for free. You could start calling each one of those people or, or sending them an email, but instead of getting all weird and saying, I really want to talk to you, I just want to introduce myself in real, those are all say no propositions. A say yes proposition is... I've done an appraisal on your home digitally and I'm dropping it to you by email. I spent 10 minutes on this and I'm telling you what everybody else has sold their homes for locally. Just so you know, just in case you decide to sell your home in the next three to five years, that would be highly valuable. That's going to get you an email open, establish a relationship. If you slowly did that with every single person in your market that you could get an email address to, I guarantee you, literally guarantee you, you would own that market. Full stop. It would be yours. It would be your yeah. market. Great advice there. Now, get back, um, choosing the click. The, the, it was part of the regulations that came in. There was concern about uh, how minorities were being excluded, or um, and some of it was overplayed. Some of it was based on fact. So there's a tick box. If you're a certain industry... I can't remember the list, unfortunately, but one of them is real estate. And if you're placing adverts, it will, you're supposed to click a tick box that you're one of these special industries and there's there's restrictions on the advert and its scope. A lot of agents choose not to click the tick box. Um, I understand why. Um, they will, they will find out, and your account will get either suspended or you'll lose your account. It's not if; it's only when. So I would suggest that you don't do that. What do you reckon, Rob? Oops, you signed it. No, I agree. Right there, we go. Um. Number five, agents are not you are not using video in their adverts. Video is king. Explain yeah. that one. Well, you know, um, video. Um, your um, I've got I forgot the name. The people that you um, haven't liked some of your comments, but you admire um as marketers in the in the real estate industry i forgot their name though um they they have been using a lot of video adverts if if you want if you want to reduce the cost and have more people click your advert and for it to reach more of its attended audience at a lower cost utilize video it's as simple as that you're going to get three times the amount of clicks than uh, image with text. The text is still important, but you're just going to get a lot more response. And also look at Instagram, um, other face meta properties, um, but you're just going to get a much better result and at a cheaper cost, basically. What do you reckon, Rob? 
Um, so video is without question, like Kristen Mayshore, who is probably the number one coach or consultant who uses video funnels on Facebook. Like she still leverages Facebook. She's still coaching on it and she's still killing it. I mean, video content in general, if you're, you should be sick of hearing everybody say it. I just got off two consultation calls today, John, where I had yet another two real estate clients saying, oh, people have been telling us to do that forever. And I'm like, well, how much content have you produced? And one guy did have 10 or so videos, but over like five years. And the other guy hadn't done any. So stop letting people tell you that you should do video. Do you know how many videos I've got on my WP Tonic YouTube channel? No idea. 1,000. Do you know how many videos I've got on the MailRite website channel? No idea. 400. Uh, um, um, so I kind of, it's been one of the major, uh, past six months I've been spending a lot more attention on the MailRite YouTube channel with Adam's help. Um, but on the mail, on the WP Tonic, it's been a slow grind, but um, I've used it as a key part of my strategy with WP Tonic, and it's paid dividends. Um, I think if you you know if you're going to go down the Facebook advert route, you um, and you're really serious about it, you really got to do it with video. And we got different options at Mel Hyphen Right. We don't have to utilize you. <coughs> it would be better if we can. <coughs> but um you've got to be realistic here. But there's there's um techniques and there's services that enable you to produce video that's still reasonably engaging. That will get results without you having to be in the video. Um so but you should be looking at that because it will make an enormous difference to the effectiveness of your campaigns. True facts. Um, video technology for AI is moving in a good direction where the way I suggest, to, uh, listen, I have always said and will continue to say that what the skill is that people need to be focusing on is becoming great storytellers and understanding what their audience wants to hear. For real estate agents, I'm simplifying this for you. It's lifestyle, 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 lifestyle. Property prices and things like that, market reports are important, but they should be a small part of your content marketing effort, including on Facebook. Great, great, great real estate agents tie in their marketing with lifestyle elements. Great restaurants, great stadiums, distance from thing X, commute to city Y. And those are things you're going to mention in your video that are detail-oriented, spoken from the perspective of a local. And yeah, I can go on and on. Schools. Baseball teams, little league, dog parks, like whatever your interest you, is. I'm sorry you interrupt. You must love on your cons. You do a lot more consultations than me. Um, he, he's, Rob's been in the industry a lot longer than I have, but um, you must love people saying to me, "Well, what am I going to talk about?" <laughs> There's tons of bloody stuff to talk about in there. I I think that. When I've trained myself to hear hear the question a different way. And here's the question that I hear. People don't understand what, when somebody says, what should I talk about? What they're really saying is, how would I say something that people are searching for? That's what they really are saying. Yeah. And the answer to that question is shocking. Like, I'll give you a thing that shocks me to this very day. Like 500 people a month search for dog-friendly restaurants in Cabo San Lucas. That's a, that's a real number. On that specific search, you don't know 
until you research it, you don't know what people are actually searching for online. And the answer might actually freaking floor you, like in terms of what people search for. Like people who are moving to Texas oftentimes search for tax rate and gun law. And you'd be like, what? The major searches, major. So if either one of those two things is a sub-interest of yours, if you're a card-carrying member of the NRA and you happen to live in you know, Houston, talk about it. You will be surprised how many people will tune into that, especially since I guarantee you that many realtors are going to be scared to talk about something like gun rights because, because Texas is getting more liberal. I understand. But you know what? If you plant, plant your flag yeah. in a field that you firmly believe in that nobody else is talking about, I promise you, you're going to get a lot of attention and eventually that'll lead to calls. And if you're half a salesperson, eventually that will lead to deals. All right. So we've covered uh, video. We're down to the last one. We are into overtime here. No consistent digital follow through. So yeah. this is our bonus topic. Let's talk yeah. about follow through, John. Well, they don't. They don't. They. That's why they cut their budgets. Why they give up on it. That's why they say they get on a forum and say Facebook advertising is a load of shit. Um, blah blah blah. Because they they um, probably um, get their leads through personal recommendation. You can't beat personal recommendation. Um, but if you want to expand, accelerate. Um, your business or your new to area, that will take a long time. Or if you want to expand your business, um, you're going to have to look at digital marketing in 203. The thing is, as you so well know, Rob, it's at a much lower quality. You know, this big, what is a lead? Um, that one word is so can cause so much misinformation, so much frustration, because if you're, if you're trying to compare a face-to-face -face recommendation compared to a Facebook lead, and even that has a different quality to a Google search, a Google search has a higher quality than a Facebook lead, mm -hmm. um, depending on the advert, to some extent, um, in my opinion. But um, it's not going to compare, like I say. So you're going to get a lot of lower quality type leads, you know, digital leads. Well, if you have no system of follow-through, like Real Geeks, Area Interactive, or MailRight, where it sends them... Um, um, follow through email, text messaging, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you put them on a quality drip email a newsletter where you spend actual energy and money. So you're sending them something of value. And then you do the things that you suggested where you send them a, um, something individual because these people are at different timelines of the buying cycle. They might be three months, six months, nine months, 18 months out. You've got to keep in contact with them. Um, but if you don't understand that, you're and you're comparing it to face-to-face -to -face, um, leads, as I call it, 
you're going to get pissed off and frustrate you pretty rapidly. And I think it causes so much aggro in the industry in general because people just don't understand the fundamentals, do they? No, no. So there is there is a lot of movement, consistent digital follow-through. Now, this is a category I poo-poo on AI a lot. But there are more and more tools out there that like Pipeline ROI and, and many, many others where they're figuring out very clever ways to add AI into a fairly seamless follow-up process. I don't know why everybody's so... There, there are a lot of things that you can replace like a $5 an hour VA with. But I still see there being a lot more efficiencies inside the human processes. Mm. But let's just say that you're a starting agent and have no money, no budget at all. I think you could do some really cool things with AI. And one of those things that I think you could do is manage your response 100% through AI tools. And you probably don't need to spend years becoming an expert. You can probably spend a couple months figuring out chat prompts, getting your email set up, creating some webhooks, figuring out what the, all that is. And then you have an automated response system going out to every person that you contact, whether that's you know whoever that is. Now, I want to be clear with everybody because the idea of automating things or the idea of programmatic response is not new inside marketing. It has no. been a dream for marketers forever. It used to just be that somebody would sell you their scripts. When I was a new salesperson, they would sell you a book or their magical door knocking script where you knocked on a door and you gave you a script and it was the magic script. And if you stuck with it, or it was the magic script and the magic 12 rebuttals. And over the years, it's always been something, the magic technique, the magic, this, the magic, that now it's moved into, we're just going to do it for you. Now we're just mm. going to do everything for you. Right. I can even produce a talking head, just like you, Robert, that can look at your 159 videos and create uh, like an automation that can, connects to chat GPT and then talks about online marketing for you. Great. Like I, I don't want a robot doing my business and I really, the, what drives most of my brand is actually the personal touches that I've applied to it. It's 90% of why people call me. I have had three appointments today. They all called to talk to me specifically. They all like they all wanted to hear what I had to say on a subject. They didn't want to hear what AI had to say. They wanted to hear what I had to say. I really kind of feel like follow-up is, yes, if you're desperate, sure, put in some automated digital response tools. It should make the response dialed in, like John is saying. And it is better than nothing, and you will get deals from it. Don't misunderstand me. But you should figure out a way to involve yourself in the process. Yeah, I, I totally actually agree with you. Um, we're not um, – what I'm saying is what the problem is. If you don't – because of the volume and lower court lo, – I mean, that is not the right term to use, Jonathan. Lower quality, I was going to say. It's not lower quality. They're just different. They're at a different stage of – of purchase. I prefer that use of language. They are at different, they are further out the sales process than a personal recommendation normally, right? Um, and normally a specific type of Google search will be at a different stage of the sales journey. F Facebook, not always, 
But normally that a further stage of purchase, depending on the quality advert and the thought behind it. Um, you've got to be aware of that. And because of that fact, you need to be able, you, you're going to get a lot of leads, but they're going to be at different stages of the sales process. So you need an initial response to them because if you're getting hundreds or 50, 60, 70, and you're also dealing with your normal workload, you will not be able to consistently touch those people at the first initial stage. That's why you need a platform. But where I do agree with Rob is then you, the purpose of that initial is to engage in conversation and then send them things of value after initial period where you're sending text or automated email sequence. Then they should go on uh, a list where you're sending them quality content until if they either respond or they unsubscribe. But then you need to be able to to actually know how long they've been on the list. Are they still receiving your quality content? And then you should ring them up if you have their phone number and engage in a personal conversation. It's not a one or other. It's the real successful agents are the ones that know how to mix technology with the personal touch. That's what I would say about that. Got you. I'm going to agree with John, and we're going to wrap the show up as as I agree with John. Here's what I'm going to tell all of you. Can I record that, Rob? What? Can I record that? I'm going to record that. I'm going to cut that video and keep it for. Uh, all right. The, uh, we're going to. So we're going to. Uh, here's what I'm going to close with. You guys will hear it here first. Like AI is revolutionary. It's going to do many amazing things for us. I, I am not disagreeing with the broad enthusiasm over AI. I am disagreeing with a lot of the immediate applications yeah. as it relates to real estate. And I am going to say that part of what you need to remember, all of you, is that already right now without AI, personal communication one-to-one is becoming much rarer. Not text message, voice, video. It's becoming a bigger and bigger deal. Guess what? AI is only going to increase that. You really want to set yourself apart in the market. It's funny because some of you that have been applying old school tactics where you actually call people and you talk to them or you knock on a door, you're going to discover that these sales strategies that have long been ineffective are going to come back into their own because it's becoming so rare that anybody wants to engage one-to-one anymore. And AI is just increasing that problem, not decreasing it. So... You heard it here first on the Mail Right Show. That's a prediction of mine for the future. John, minute 4220 on episode number 387. I made that prediction, all right? You, you remember that. Ladies and gentlemen, we really love the fact that you've tuned in for us. We, we wish that you, we, we could uh, give all of you a big hug. This is our big virtual hug today. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. For those of you that stay tuned for the for the YouTube version, thank you for watching. We really appreciate it. John, how would you like people to reach out to you should they be inclined? I'll just go to the mail-right.com website, have a look at what we got to offer, give us some feedback, and if you think it could help you, book a demo and book a chat with me or Adam, and we'd love to show you how MailRight might be able to help you. Back over to you, Rob. 
Inboundarium has had its first viral campaign of 2023. It has been about Google My Business. Uh, It's a huge topic. We've got calls coming flowing out of our calendar like like I cannot believe. We introduced a new service uh, that focuses only on hyperlocal, not on all of the, the elements of SEO that we focus on. And honestly, the response has been astronomical. So for those of you listening to the show, if you'd like to call or email me, you can either call or email robert at inboundrem.com or you can email my assistant, Aubrey, at inboundrem.com. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We'll see you on the next show.